0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the god Center Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where we remind you through mentorship, friendship, and discipleship that you don't mom alone. In this episode, I've brought on my friend, Amber Lee, to talk about
1: celebrating the Jewish feasts. For me, it's a gift that the Lord continues to unfold. And just this, certainly not, I mean, they, they were laid out and they were commanded in you know Leviticus and Deuteronomy. But it's like a dad saying, Hey, here's a way to live life better. Here's something that's better for your soul. If you would just pause the crazy rat race that you're running for just a minute, just for two hours, and talk with people that you love about what you're doing, about what's going on.
0: Whether you've been curious to know more about the Biblical Feasts or not, I know that you are going to... I just love this conversation that I have with my good friend Amber. She's the one in our community who brought the biblical feasts into our world and started hosting us, and so her enthusiasm is contagious, you'll find. What I love in this conversation is looking back and how God had purposely planned to preserve a people group and how he continues to do that and how he fulfilled through Jesus a lot of these feasts and what a gift it is to get to celebrate them and how God is. Just longs for our rest. And so we talk about taking time away from the busyness and to stop and to celebrate and to remember all God has done, all He's going to do is really good. So before we get to that though, I want to tell you about a unique gift idea, another way that you can celebrate and remember. Through the gift of a handcrafted, one of a kind, radio quality song. One of this month's sponsors is Song bench. And in a season when I was uh, grieving the loss of my father, a man who loved the land of Israel and talking about the Jewish people. So even in this conversation, I think about him. When I was grieving, they gave me the opportunity to write a song about him. And so I sent them some memories of my dad, the genre of music I wanted, and they matched me with one of their over 350 songwriters to produce this Beautiful tribute to my dad. So, if you're looking for a gift, I want to point you to songfinch.com. Go check them out. And because you're a God centered mom listener, you are going to get $20 off of that song. Go over there, songfinch.com, and use God centered mom, all caps, to get that $20 off. And here's a little clip from the song they created to help me celebrate and remember my dad. You were my first day. Sprinkled donuts in my Bible. You'd ask about my day. We'd bow our heads and pray. I would listen to you talking, and I learned the words to say. You were planting seeds of truth that will never be removed. Watering with the love I need to grow. song for creating that for me in just a week all right let's get to my conversation with amber here we go oh man okay y'all i am so thrilled i get to sit here with my dear friend amber and when i say dear friend like way back Way. way back first people we know in dallas and when you met bruce you thought he was a um a model right
1: i did because I, he knew so much about fashion <laughs> And he's tall. And he's tall,
0: and thin. and he just fit the profile. He totally fit the profile. Well, Amber, one of many things that we, our community loves about you, is how when you get passionate about something, we all get passionate about something, because it's (laughs) contagious. And the thing that you have been most compassionate, compassionate, that too, compassionate,
1: (laughs) but the thing you've been most passionate about lately are Jewish, Jewish feasts. Yes. My husband asks me often, can you calm down about the feast? Hey, maybe, maybe tone it down. <laughs> tone it down. Tone it down about the feast, Amber. Not everybody's Please that interested.
0: Please don't. Please don't. I mean, it is, for me, a perfect blend of things I love, which are Jesus, God, they go together, and community, and mm-hmm. celebration, and being together. And so, I was thrilled when you got into it.
1: And did we go to a feast before I even went to Israel? Did you invite me? We did. Northwest hosted a, a Passover dinner, a Seder. I think that was before I went. Before you It was before I. the first time I went. Okay. The first only time. Okay. So
0: take us back to what started. Was that what started it? What started your interest?
1: Oh, goodness. So I've been trying to think about this all weekend. Um, there were so many things. I think certainly early on, I, I took a trip to Israel with... With my church, and we ended up becoming good friends with the leader. A little shout out to Chris and Karen Katolka for getting me interested in the feast uh, or in Jewish tradition in general. So there was something something there, and looking back, we were actually there. And I didn't even realize it at the time, but um, on the Friday feast of I'm sorry, Shavuot, so Pentecost. We were there, and I remember Chris saying, this is a big deal, this is a high feast, da, da, da. but I had no idea um, what was actually going on and to think that I was at the Wailing Wall during that feast now just really gives me chill bumps because it's so exciting to me. Um, so it I has think, more weight now. It has more weight. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. that's what's been really cool about the feast for me is just every year uncovering something new and something cool. And there are just these layers that I feel like the Lord is just opening up. Um, if I had to say it, what the feast have done for me is inspire awe and wonder. Mm -hmm. And just something new, something different. Part of my story is that my traditional holidays are a little hard. Um, Mm -hmm. Just with the way my family of origin is worked out. And I'm a nurse, and so I'm always having to work some part of the holidays. So it's not like our family can say, every Christmas we do this. And Mm -hmm. so having that backdrop, I think, certainly came into... Play when it comes to me loving the holidays or loving the feast. Um, I want to give my children, I think, something new. Um, Understanding, and I'm happy to walk you through the feast that we celebrate and kind of how we came to it. I think maybe two and a half years ago, coming to a place in life where I started at that point to realize I'm living a crazy mess and something's got to change or the trage- trajectory of this is not good. Mm-hmm. So started looking at a Sabbath and wanting to have different rhythms for life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turned out that, oh, they're all laid out in the Old Testament. The Lord set before us this rhythm for life that the Jewish people uh, they so followed and they're better for it. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the creator of the universe said, hey, here's a way to live that's going to be better for you. And it was all about the feast, all about Sabbath, all about stopping the craziness of life and remembering, resting, being thankful, connecting, um, just pausing, whether for two hours or for 24 hours or whatever it looks like. So I would say just a lot of things that sort of have come together for me loving the feast.
0: Yeah. And as Christians the story generationally Mm -hmm. and how we interact with Judaism, I feel like our generation is more embracing it as who Jesus, Jesus was a Jew. Oh, for sure. Because I think for some of us, we're like, why didn't I ever learn about these things? Mm -hmm. It's because our parents, parents, it was not okay. Mm -mm. The Jews were the ones that killed Jesus. Yes. And, uh, even going to the Holocaust museum, seeing how that message, Caused a lot of hate language about the Jews, and now to come around and be like, okay, you say you love Jesus, he was a Jew, and these were the things he celebrated, and he brought to fruition. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite part about learning the feasts is seeing how Jesus redeemed and changed each feast a little bit, like part of how they all overlap.
1: Absolutely, the Christian
0: holidays and the Jewish Mm -hmm. holidays and feasts and. So we'll get into that. Yes. We will get into that. And, and then just the truth of gathering together. I want to talk about that. Just Ugh. the beauty of being at a table together, the conversations that happen when you sit and linger and it's not about consumption of food, mm-hmm. but about community and conversation and-
1: Oh, for sure. When you see Jesus coming, anytime in the New Testament, he's eating, he's drinking, he's getting a meal with somebody. There's this constant pause for life to break bread with someone, even in our current, um, in the Acts study that we're going through together. You see that early church, it says, um, I think it's in Acts 2 towards the end, it says they all ate together meals and they had grateful hearts. Mm -hmm. And there's just something to the idea of stopping life, long enough sitting down enjoying with all of your senses good conversation um a good glass of wine sometimes um an intentional conversation that's just easy most of the feasts the one of the feasts that we celebrate so we do a passover with a group of friends that it's a seder and it does have an order to it and it's so fun to me just because it's fresh and new um But one of the things that really sparked my interest in the beginning was just, hey, Aaron, let's have some friends over and we're going to talk about what the Lord has done for us for the past season. Because the feasts are set on the agriculture calendar, and so um, a lot of them are the beginning of the harvest or the end of the harvest where we're looking back. The, The one that's coming up in a few weeks is... The end of their harvest season. And so most of that one is pausing to say, look what the Lord has done for us. Look how he's provided. And so it's just a moment to go around and think over the last three months, what's the Lord done for you? What are ways that you've seen him show up for you? Um, And then we can get into it.
0: So for the Jewish
1: people, what's
0: their first in their calendar year? What's the first?
1: So there are a ton. Okay, feast. <laughs> but it's, with, it's is fairly there start, overwhelming. Is
0: there start of the year the same, January, or is it a different month?
1: It is. Uh, they celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Okay. And that's the Jewish New Year. And so that would kick it off. We have not... The Lees have not celebrated Rosh Hashanah, but I had mm-hmm. some... Um, Israeli Israeli or Hebrew patients at work the other day and I was telling them I got so excited, I was like, y'all listen, do you do this? And they're like, um, yes. Yeah. So I told them that we celebrate, you know, the high feast because I was overwhelmed with the number of yeah. actual feasts that are Yeah, start
0: small. Yes. Start we started it's small. <laughs> and
1: so they were just so sweet. She was actually in labor and I'm sure she was like, Hey <laughs> Yes, Amber, we haven't mentioned, is a labor delivery nurse. <laughs> it's kind of contracting here. Um, but he said, hey, this is great. I would add Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. I oh, think that would be a fun one to add, and that would be four feasts for your year, and I think that's great. So I've always been pleasantly surprised when I have a conversation with an Israeli person or a Jewish person that they are super excited that I'm interested at all in what they do Mm. Um, and not at all condemning or you're not doing it right. Like you're not invited.
0: This is our thing. Yes. Step off.
1: Yes. I call my style Gentile style (laughs) because there is a lot of grace in the fact that I don't have to do it at sundown on Friday. That just the spirit of the holiday and the spirit of the feast is to pause and remember specific things which with each feast that I just love. So there is just this idea of stopping life long enough to enjoy a meal with people that I love. So great. So Rosh Hashanah would be at the beginning. Rosh Hashanah. And then we, as a, so then we have. So then the next in the order for high feast. And when I say high feast, what I mean is that in the, um, Bible times, and I I think still today, the Jewish men, at least most Jewish families, will take a journey. So you see that a lot in the Psalms when they're journeying. Mm-hmm. They're taking these three times a year where they have to go to Jerusalem, to the actual temple to celebrate this feast. And then they have smaller feasts that they do back at home. So the three high feasts that we celebrate are Passover, and that's what you see Jesus doing right before he's crucified. Fifty days later, they would celebrate Pentecost, or the Feast of the Trumpets, or Shavuot, Shavuot, yes,
0: and, and then, that for a lot of people, they think Pentecost is just when the Holy Spirit came. They don't realize oh, that it ha- it was a Jewish
1: feast, yes.
0: and it coincided. Yes. With the Holy Spirit coming. And I want to talk more about that in a second because that is... Okay,
1: so that one is
0: probably my favorite. Yeah, we're going to spend a lot of time on that one. And so then the other high feast that we do right. is so then Sukkot.
1: Sukkot, right, right, is the end of the harvest season. Sukkot is a time where Jewish people reflect and are thankful for the harvest that they've gotten. They also, at that one, the focus is on... The um, time the Israelites were living in the wilderness and mm-hmm. God dwelt with them as a cloud by day and fire by night. And that one for New Testament believers looks forward, really for all believers, um, just depending on which coming you believe it is of <laughs> Jesus, um, looks forward to the time when Christ will once again, or God, Yahweh, will dwell with his people in You in in a form that we can see.
0: And is that the booths where they build? These are the booths. So they put up
1: a tent. And so this is another thing that I love, love, love about the feast. It lives out Deuteronomy 6, Mm -hmm. where you have your children with you and you're just doing life and you're teaching them as you go. So this is built into the Jewish tradition. This is something that's easy. It's every year they put up. You know, just depending on their level of...
0: <laughs> I mean, some of them are... Some of them the, are the very The one I flew devout. over to Israel with, the sweet yes. guy that was next to me, he... When I brought up that feast, I said, oh, I've celebrated Sukkot. And he said, oh, I am the best at building the booth. Yes. Everyone yes. comes around to see mine. And I was like... Awesome. Yes.
1: So they will construct a makeshift tent. Because remember, the Israelites would have to have a tent that they could move all the the time. That was their tabernacle. Um, So we'll put up a tent in the Lee house. It is literally (laughs) just like a camping tent. Um, Or sometimes just the kids will make a tent. And you climb inside it and you say, Hey, here's what happened when the Israelites were wandering through the wilderness. Here are the different ways that God provided for them. Can you imagine walking out of your house every night and just picking up the manna and the raven that God provided and the commandment to leave it and just all the different things. And each year, the story can unfold a little bit more and they glean a little bit more information about what happened during that season in the wilderness. And then we get to say, and you know what? Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back to dwell with us and provide for us um, in the future. And so it's not like you can mess it up. And that one's, when this show releases, It's we'll be right. celebrating that Friday. That Friday is... Um, but it's a week? So that one is a week. Again, yeah. they're, they're making this journey to Jerusalem. So a lot mm. of the ones, the high feasts do last over a week because they're not going to go to Jerusalem just for, I guess, for a day. Um, but even way back when, they would just take that journey um, to Jerusalem. And so that ends the high feast. And then the next season starts again with, I mean... Rosh Hashanah is not necessarily a high one, but we're going to add that one in this year. Uh, but then um, Passover, Passover, which I, I'm
0: guessing if someone's listening and they've heard of the coinciding of Jewish feasts and Christian mm-hmm.
1: tradition, that they would know Passover and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Lamb. and So exactly. Passover is a super fun one. There is an order to Passover, and yeah. um, it's called a Passover Seder, and they're... Um, just so many things that you do it all of the feasts are meant to do meant to be enjoyed with your family one thing that i love about passover that i learned just this last year is that it is meant um to bring all of the outsiders in so you invite as many people as can eat the whole meat that you're eating so if you're eating a lamb or a cow or whatever so you want enough for everything you want you okay. don't want any to go wasted and in each of the feasts there's this foreshadowing of in my opinion bringing in the gentile or bringing in the outsider and i think it's just beautiful and the lord saying it was always my intent to include everyone mm. i do have this special relationship with the hebrew people with the jewish people but it was always my intent for you to be involved and as i was sort of thinking about this, this weekend. And at first I was really shy to put myself into this category with this heritage of the Jewish people. But, um, I thought, you know, Paul talks so much about us being adopted into this family and being adopted into this family. And I thought, if we adopt a kid, it's not like we just give them our future they get our past Mm. they're part of we give them our name he's Mm. given us his name he's given us this rich heritage this is for us Mm. to be part of it our lives would be better if we lived the way that he intended for us to live with these rhythms of rest and this pause and whatever season we're in to remember his goodness and look back and see what he's done and look forward and ask for what we need from him you're making me cry i don't want you to cry
0: (laughs) I'm thinking about moms I know who have adopted. They mm-hmm. would be so sad mm-hmm. if their child ever thought, well, that's not for me. Those aren't really my aunts and uncles. Right. Those aren't really my traditions that you guys have always done as a family. Yeah. That would grieve them. So it is <laughs> I know. to God's glory that we join in and celebrate. our heritage. And again, Amber and I aren't saying you celebrate these feasts and that makes you a good Christian. No. Mm-mm. No, this is just, Bonus, cool whip on top. Yes. Blessing. And never once have I left a feast feeling like, well, now I'm a good Christian. It's more just like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, a
1: goodness that I've been missing out on. Oh, absolutely. It's like, a for me, it's a gift that the Lord continues to unfold. Yeah. And just this, certainly not, I mean, they they were laid out and they were commanded in you know in Leviticus and Deuteronomy but it's like a dad saying hey here's a way to live life better here's something that is better for your soul if you would just pause the crazy rat race that you're running for just a minute just for two hours and talk with people that you love about what you're doing about what's going on
0: hopping in here to help you out if you are looking for an easy way to feed your family i want to introduce you to my friends over at prep dish they're basically a subscription meal planning service so they take the work out of trying to decide what are we going to eat tonight and they streamline your dinner process by giving you a grocery list and then a prep List of how to prepare all the food ahead of time, so when it comes to the night of, you're just heating food up, cooking food, and and it's taking all of the guesswork out of your meals, so that you can focus on again this stopping, resting, celebrating with your family. For my husband and I, we're both big into family dinners, and with sports, it doesn't always happen every night of the week, but at least with prep dish, it's happening two or three times during the week that we can sit together around the table. Celebrate what went well that day. I always ask my boys, who did you help? What did you learn? And then to talk about what was hard that day. And to remember how God's helped us in hard times before. And he can help us again. So if you want to go check them out, go to prepdish.com forward slash GCM. Use the coupon code GCM. And you get two weeks for free. So you can just try it out and see if it's a fit for your family. This last week I made this sheet pan turkey with sweet potatoes and carrots and it was so simple and it smelled amazing it gave me little glimpses into uh, the fun fall that is coming so again if you want to check them out go to prepdish.com forward slash gcm and the coupon code is gcm all right let's get back to my chat with amber Well, when i think about the original intention of this chosen people and this preservation of a group of people Mm -hmm. i think when chris katalka taught a class I took at our church back when they lived here. Um, I remember that really jumping out, to, jumping out at me that a lot of the old Testament people groups that we read about don't exist anymore. Their oh. traditions are wiped out that people that yep. name wiped out, but the Israelites have survived it because of these traditions put in place and that they stood out. They
1: mm-hmm. were set
0: apart. They were a holy people. We were just reading Esther and how Haman sent out mm-hmm. the edict to all the different provinces to kill all the Jews mm-hmm. in one day? And I was thinking, how would the leaders of that province know who was Jewish yeah. in their community? And I thought, I bet they stood out. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I bet that they stood out as different with these celebrations and the weekly, yes, the weekly Sabbath that no one was taking, and the um, just these celebrations. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm sure their community knew mm-hmm. who they were if they were
1: keeping. Yeah. The law. And I would say too, it is okay to start out tiny. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, what, oh, yeah. that's what I've done. Even with a Sabbath, I, I, through doing the feast, uh, my husband and I realized, hey, we have got to do something to stop. And so at first we were like, okay, when can we Sabbath every week? And it just seemed overwhelming, like suffocating to even. Well, you're a party girl,
0: FYI, y'all listening. Amber's <laughs> <laughs> just jumping from one party to the next, so this takes intention for you. Absolutely, we, for, for some women listening, Absolutely. like stopping is not hard because yeah, they they that's their mode. Yes. Their mode is to not say yes. Yes, but for you, your mode is to say yes to everything. Yes. And to stop is the hard
1: thing. To stop is the hard thing. Absolutely. And we could go into a whole <laughs> caveat as I've learned to stop about me understanding. I think you were gone in community group when I talked about this. But as, as I pause, realizing, oh, it's loneliness that I'm trying to avoid. Mm. This is why mm. I perpetuate mm. all of this. So even just learning to sit in that and figure out the roots of what drives my crazy. Yes. yes. Um, I think I, I
0: heard someone talking about that, that... These things that we fill in when when they stop, when mm-hmm. the madness stops, when the striving or the if you're a an achiever mm-hmm. and you're a doer and you stop, you realize, oh my goodness, there was a hole I was really filling with oh, that. Absolutely. And there's that Sabbath. At first, can be kind of depressing. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, you're not meaning mm-hmm. that need, even mm-hmm. if it's a social media Sabbath or mm-hmm. it's a,
1: or it's an addiction. It's an addiction. It yeah. Becomes you're, an
0: addiction. you're recognizing that hole and it can be hard
1: mm-hmm. to oh, stop. It's very, at yeah. first it's, it's jolting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very hard and I have to be very intentional and obedient with the Lord and saying, I'm just going to sit in this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do not like the way I feel when I'm not with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so allowing him to dig in, but understanding this is why yeah. he wants me to pause. This is why. So, all that to say, my family and I now take a once a month Sabbath. So we yeah, just have a Saturday. Doable. We yes, we just have a Saturday where we RSVP maybe to everything, <laughs> and we decide that we are going to be together. Um, well, some most things we RSVP know, to, but things like sports, I'll just tell the coach, "Hey, you know, we may or may not be there this week." And then when we wake up, if we feel like going as a family, we go, and if we don't, we don't. Um, so it's just, I think
0: again, because your kids learn... are little, we're not My talking are... about like. High School
1: sports, no, not high school sports. No, my oldest is nine, and not no, that these high are just like recreational. Yes, we're yeah. talking about five year olds, so <laughs> <laughs> which
0: is adorable, but but not, we're the, fine to the, these it. commitments yes.
1: are not essential. So, just figuring out, hey, when can we do this? And yeah. even if it's not 24 hours, what if it's just one Friday night a month? Yeah, that right. we're all together, we have a little, and we're just intentional about being together um and maybe go around and say one thing we're thankful for so it doesn't have to be this huge pinterest thing that you conquer the first <laughs> feast i had i think everyone was super confused but they <laughs> were willing to come eat my brisket so <laughs> <laughs> oh, my kept asking me now what are we doing why are we doing what this? and everyone was uncomfortable like i was going to make them do some ceremony at first <laughs> and i just was intent on saying, no, I'm just trying. I mean, I just, I love, I think Sukkot was the first one that I celebrated, which is the one that's coming up. Um, dream. and I remember being excited about getting to set the table outside. Cause you love yes, setting a table. Love setting table scape is not <laughs> one of my love languages. <laughs> so it just fit with what some of the things I yeah. love. I yeah. love having people over. And the benefit of that Sabbath break
0: from people and being together is then you're intentional to be with people
1: in a situation with
0: depth rather than spreading yourself thin to Mm -hmm. a lot of people you're being going deep with a few Mm -hmm. in a way that really gives life Mm -hmm. instead of drains
1: right and i think too another thing is just the lord um revealing to me i think for a long time when i thought sabbath i thought nap vacation and it's certainly not, I mean, naps definitely have their place for sure, but this is pausing with intention. This Mm. is where, what's going on inside of me? Where, where am I uncomfortable? Where, um, where do I feel anxiety? What is it over? Um, even last weekend we were together and I had some, I had some time to just sit and think and I'd had some anxiety going on. We switched schools and just... Just a lot of a lot of change, new, a lot yeah, of change yeah, yeah. in life, and I've been feeling this anxiety, but I couldn't name it. And finally, I realized, oh, I'm I'm a little bit lonely, mm. and for some reason, just the pause and being able to put a name to it, it made it better. Nothing's yeah. changed, but just stopping long enough to get in touch with what's going on, and then as soon as I can name it, I can automatically start to just be more thankful, and I think name things that are good mm. as when I pause to acknowledge. That maybe something's not okay. Does that make any sense? No, it totally does. I think that we just keep going and blowing. And Mm -hmm.
0: especially as moms, we don't stop to feel the feeling Mm -hmm. and we just fill it in. And all of a sudden we're yelling at our kids and we don't know why. Oh, absolutely. And so there is value in having those quiet moments in a day or those quiet moments in a week. Or um, I think, and then even with the feast, taking that time to be grateful. Oh, when our brains want to say I need a bigger house or I need that mm-hmm. cute table or I, I can't host unless I have XYZ. I Y, Z. I can't have people over till I get new carpet or whatever yeah. it is that in the feast, we're actually putting aside all oh. of those things and saying, no, I have been given friends. I have been given food. I have been given time to be with them in a place. And I just think that there is a benefit mm-hmm. to that beautiful coming together. And I love being invited to a dinner. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone wants to invite me to a dinner. I'm there. Some of my favorite memories. I mean, when you think about time spent with friends. Mm-hmm. Around of so my table. Yeah, there it's discussion around a table,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. They all ate together and they had grateful hearts. Yeah, I just keep coming mm-hmm. back to that in Acts. I'm loving Acts. Let's talk about. That oh yeah. For a minute. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah,
0: let's. This is Shavuot. This is Shavuot. Shavuot. This,
1: this Shavuot. Is, it is the one between Passover, and 50 days after. That's so what. 50 Penta. Days, that's Penta. Pentecost, depending on how you count your Omer.
0: Your own fault. What yes. the word? What the word is the, the is word like is, a calendar
1: that you count between uh, Passover and Pentecost. So Pentecost was the original intent um, for Pentecost. It's, it's a commemoration. Um, there was a feast before Pentecost, but the commemoration is the giving of the Torah to Moses. And so you see Moses go on the mountain, um, spend this time with God at the, at the giving of the law or the giving of the Torah. You see smoke, you see fire. Um, and then if you remember, Moses comes down, he gets really angry because there was the golden cow situation. Yeah, a little idol worship. Um, and if good. you read, and I'm just pointing this out because it has some significance in the holiday, but, um, you see him kill the 3000 leaders because as, as a consequence of the, as a yeah. consequence of the golden cow, it's when he draws the line in the sand. Um, so Jewish people will commemorate that. They'll read, um read the passage in Exodus. Um, I'm trying to think for... Oh, it's milk. So they believe and we believe that the law is what sustains us. That this was mm-hmm. God saying, again, hey, here's how to survive mm-hmm. here are and we you know use i say the 10 commandments or the torah or the law and there's something inside of me just from my upbringing that's like oh, i've already failed before i yeah. even start there's like, like a there's like this a legalism. shame yeah, factor yeah, yeah, yeah. that we've turned into it and the lord has been so kind to just over and over revealed to me, it is not, it is just a standard where there was nothing.
0: And and, and the standard is what reveals our sin and our need. It's absolutely. not saying anyone can keep it. Romans absolutely. tells us no
1: one can keep it. That was yeah. never the original intent of the yeah. law, even though that's what it is. It is a gift, again, from a good father who just whispers to us your life will be better if you just don't lie Mm -hmm. and your life will be better if you don't covet what your neighbor has and your life will certainly be better if you will put me above everything else Mm -hmm. Um, instead of, don't lie. Now confess. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just this Like, You are a liar. T- you are this. Yes yes yes, 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 yes. So, commemorating the giving of the law, we believe that the law is what sustains us in life. So, we do milk products, we have cheese blitzes, cheesecake. Um, this was me getting ready is, for it, yes.
0: and I'm at the Costco. <laughs> at the Costco. <laughs> and I'm buying, like, I think they were giving, like, a cheese taste test or Probably. something like I mean, an yeah. invitation i was like i'm so, I'm <laughs> so telling nice. everyone at the costco uh, and i think there were there were yeah. jewish women there yes. and, and they were the like uh-huh. great
1: good job uh, they were like
0: "We to go yes
1: <laughs> and when remember so i don't know if you not remember but passover has unleavened bread so it's mm-hmm. kind of the flat remember we've taken all the sin out yes. Yes. and then for this holiday we get to have Fun, Chalabra, the chalibra. Oh, my fave. Yes. So it's um, a lot of that. I believe at this one, we do. We, they read Ruth. We read, they'll read the book yeah, of yeah. Ruth. Yeah. Um, because of um, the leaving a little mm-hmm. bit. The gleaning. So in the yes. original command in Leviticus, there was a, a command to leave part of their fields ungleaned. Yes. For the outsider. Again, the foreshadowing oh. of, I've I'm always got the outsider in mind. In my... That's what I get from the Lord from it. That yeah. I planned for you to be part of this, Amber. Um, and that's how Ruth and Boaz met. Yeah. Remember, and continue and, and, and then, then it's a good Jewish man. And then it's the story of Jesus. Yes.
0: That's the lineage of Jesus. Yes. Which,
1: again,
0: so, as Christians...
1: This should be something we celebrate it. Well, Well, yeah. this is what's blown my mind. I mean, I was raised in the church. And yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I not live this? Yeah, how yeah, in yeah. the world? It gave Pentecost so much more meaning and acts so much more meaning for me. So... Yeah. That's the backdrop. Yeah. That's what the Jews
0: are celebrating.
1: This is, Jesus has died. The ascension has happened. Right. And they're still kind of just hanging out of Jerusalem. Like we're talking about, okay, so Jews for years celebrate Pentecost. And they are talking
0: about the giving of the law and they read Ruth. Yes. And in one particular year, the year right after Jesus had died and gone to heaven, that yes. we read about in Acts, yes. that Pentecost yes. when all the Jews are gathered in Jerusalem. Right, so it
1: makes sense they're gathered in the morning. Yeah. at the temple to yeah. celebrate. Yeah, uh, Shavu- at the house. Yes, at the house. It was, it was called the house. Right, the temple. The temple. Right. Yes. So some people were like, "Which house were they
0: in?" Yeah. No, they were in the house of the Lord, <laughs>
1: God's house, God's house. <laughs> um, it which, wasn't. It wasn't like yes. Philip's house or Peter's so. It's house or not like something happened and then they were all gathered. No. They're all gathered doing their thing. It's just like every December 25th, you're gathered at grandma's house. Um, So same thing. Or we're all at the Christmas Eve celebration. Just like that sort of ritualistic thing. Jesus has died. There's still that tension of what in the world is going on. And then... You see the Holy Spirit come, and you see Him come with tongues of fire, um, and you see the wind again. There's smoke on Exodus, and you see Joel, and you see Malachi, and uh, not Malachi, you see Joel and Ezekiel. Those prophecies unfold, and that's that's how Peter pieces it together. He says, "Oh goodness, here's what's happening. The law is being replaced by the Spirit in our hearts right now. It was so intentional that it happened." on the day of pentecost at the feast of the trumpets at the feast of the this is also called the feast of the first fruits again the first fruits of the spirit um and it's just beautiful and the thing that i learned this year again i every year new new revelation and i'm like yeah oh my (laughs) goodness this is real (laughs) y'all
0: this is real this like puts i don't know it just it, it helps our faith, especially if you've been in the church a really long time. Yes. These stories are very familiar. Yes. But this adds the layer of truth yes that emboldens our faith
1: oh for sure and i mean thinking as a little kid tongue's of fire huh that's weird you know that's (laughs) neat
0: like and you're picturing their tongue on fire not realizing it's above their head
1: like understanding what is actually happening yeah prophecy is being fulfilled Mm. jesus foretold this every time he would say i'm great but there's somebody coming that's better Mm. somebody that's gonna live inside of you and you see um Is I think it's Ezekiel uh, 34-35 where it says I'm going to replace your heart of stone, the law written on stone with a heart of flesh, the spirit coming being the tongues of fire the flesh, the wind. Um, So for me, I I think one thing that I've realized that it does, as adults, I don't really experience awe and wonder very much Mm -hmm. and I, um, outside of you know, self-help books or whatever. It's not like I'm super obsessed with learning new information and with the feast because I just, there's something inside of me that's ignited with excitement when I learn something new about a part of me that maybe I thought was dead. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Just a part of me that was like, oh, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. We don't really, yeah, it's great. But understanding, no, this was a real thing. And, the, and trying to put myself in Peter's shoes. And I was just thinking the other day, I mean, Heather, this was 50 days, so less than two months, after Peter denied Jesus. Mm. I mean, it's not like you have to be super special. <laughs> the the spirit, and he got, he was the one who stood up and said, no one is drunk. No. Here's what's going on.
0: Everyone heard in their own language, which is, you're like, why were there a bunch of, pe- bunch of people there speaking different languages? Mm-hmm. Because they all gathered Yes. Because they traveled. Yes. And then what, where did they go? A different time. Back. Yes. So they all go back with the story. Mm-hmm. Oh my Let goodness, guys. It. This year we were celebrating Pentecost. Oh. And you won't believe what happened. Yes, yes. The and Holy Spirit came upon us. Oh, this is the most
1: important part. Yes. Not the most important. But well, really, i mean, cool. It's 3, a really cool. 3,000. 3,000. That's how many came to yes. believe that day. Yes. The same number that were slain back in Exodus. I just, it's the little things where... You start to piece things together and you're like, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm cracking some code Mm -hmm. that's been before my eyes the whole time and just no one's ever told me.
0: And when I visited the temple at the the Southern Steps, there are all these giant pools that Mm -hmm. they would have washed themselves before entering the temple. Perfect for baptism. Absolutely. Just get everybody done. (laughs) And that's why that's that's a thing. Yes. You're, You're like, why as believers do we dump ourselves in water Mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense because in jewish tradition that was an outside Mm -hmm. uh cleansing yeah and so it represented to the jewish people what was going on the inside and it made sense to them Mm -hmm. because they did it every week Mm -hmm. every week they went into these Mm -hmm. mitzvahs every week they were cleansing themselves so it's Mm -hmm. not a big deal for them to do baptism like
1: yeah, I and just I don't know if people have ever
0: even thought about it like why do we baptize does it
1: Well and that's the thing you I, you really start to learn and grow and I think give in to this inspiration when you start to question mm. so if you leave today or listen to this <laughs> podcast with more questions than answers then that's the goal
0: yeah study research Get you will you yes. will read your Bible differently
1: yes you will
0: read your Bible differently with just a little bit of information that mm-hmm. you've heard today mm-hmm. um again like i said reading esther reading i was reading in Acts today oh, about
1: Acts my mind. it's in my mind you're going way too fast through it i know
0: <laughs> <laughs> with philip and the eunuch yes and and the eunuch had gone to jerusalem to worship which i'm thinking it's this high holy city and he's reading isaiah which i'm also reading isaiah mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my gosh it's all coming together and uh he says do you understand what you're reading and he's like how can i unless someone shows me And he uses Isaiah and this passage in Isaiah to point to Jesus Mm -hmm. and he becomes saved and they stop and he's baptized right there. And you think, well, what's the big deal? We're always, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll set up little pools at our church and baptize. What's the big deal? It was a big deal because what he was saying is this can happen anywhere. It was like, again, expanding. This is open to anyone. Mm -hmm. An Ethiopian. This is can happen anywhere.
1: Which was crazy.
0: It is. There was a place. Yes. There was the tabernacle. Yes. There was the temple. And now we are the temple.
1: Mm-hmm. We oh, are carrying God's
0: presence with us was blowing people's mind. Yes. And that's why the Wailing Wall, they believe that that's where God was and they're mm-hmm. waiting for Him to return there. Yep. And when I stood there, all He kept telling me was You I'm with you.
1: I am in you. You don't This was what happened at the building yes.
0: anymore. Yes. It's a beautiful building and it is a huge part of the Jewish story. But I go with you. You are my temple. Anyway.
1: And I think to just, again, to bring it back down to, hey, what does this look like to live out a little Mm bit? um, Just jump in and start doing it. How would you, like a mom's like, oh
0: my goodness, I'm so excited. I want to do a feast. Okay. And maybe she doesn't have time for Sukkot. Which is coming September, but But she could with just her little
1: family. Oh,
0: absolutely. She doesn't have to
1: invite people. Sukkot is so, so let's talk about doing it with kids. Yeah. Um, Sukkot specifically. That's a September one. Throw up a tent, get inside the tent, and tell your kids a story about the Israelites.
0: You any have, story or just there's just, a specific yeah, one no
1: not the they they wondering wondering mean mean really really post exodus so of oh, no, no, years where okay. they're wandering around the wilderness yeah. and all the different things that happen in that. in a that a refresher just read a little bit through exodus tell your kids about hey there was a season right after exodus where they had left I'm sorry right after the um, jews lived in Egypt. Egypt. They lived in Egypt. And you can tell that story about how they fled and Moses part the sea. And then they didn't have houses. What do you think they did? They wandered around. And do you know how they ate? They had manna. Talk about, I like to talk with my kids about, what do you think manna tastes like? Mm-hmm. What would, you know Like communion I mean, crackers. I, no, I'm just no, kidding. See, I just think kidding. manna tastes like, I think this like will eat in heaven. I don't know. It must have been okay. It was some sort of bread product. But that, that it um, spoiled after a day. That it spoiled after a day, which was Unless interesting. Unless it was Sabbath. <laughs> yep. All of, see? You're just pulling it out. Yeah. These little things. This and is Deuteronomy 6. Yeah. And quail. And then quail, a raven. Um, what? You just
0: blew my mind. What? What's a? I've read ravens too. What? I mean, a
1: bird. <laughs> and we
0: said it's a quail. Uh, they, huh? in, in the English translation, we made it a
1: quail. I don't know.
0: Oh my stars! Are got it. See anyway. more questions. See more
1: questions. Yeah, you just got to start figuring so what out do they eat. What do they feed their
0: kids? Is it just a hanging out in tent mm-hmm. and telling the story?
1: Just hanging out and telling the story. And if they want to have a meal, if
0: they have yeah. a group of friends that they already get together with, and they want to just yeah. do this instead. That
1: weekend. Yes. Just introduce... Or the next weekend. ...the idea of what Sukkot is. Like, this is something that we... That people um, have celebrated since the beginning of Hebrew time. Um, and
0: what would they make? What's just, your favorite meal? T- I know what it is, but you tell everybody what your what favorite, my favorite
1: meal t- to, <laughs> to so serve. A I like of people. to serve brisket. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're thinking? I like to serve brisket and just vegetables and a salad. And I'll have, I, um, just because I like to host a dinner party, I have an adult dinner party, which Heather's come to every year. Um, and then just, I'll share, I'll send him an email before, share a little bit about what I know about the feast. So it's not even like, you could Google it. Yes, you can Google it. We can maybe put a link in the show notes. Yeah. To Um, info. Last year, I got a bunch of books from the library. I mean, there were tons of things. There were some poems. The kids, we memorized, they had to memorize a poem for school, so they memorized a poem about um, Sukkot. Um, Just throw up a tent, start to tell them stories about the time that the Israelites wandered in the wilderness. That's all it is throw a dinner party together and say so Sukkot is kind of the end remember of the harvest season what how has god provided for you mm-hmm. what are specific ways that the lord has provided for you that's it and then you just talk about whatever else is going on it is not these don't have an order I, Well, will gentile style again <laughs> <laughs> oh it's about the spirit of gathering the spirit of pausing life for two hours yeah and for saying hey here's how god here is how god's provided for me since the spring
0: and it, it also blew my mind when i went to israel that every friday night oh there yeah was a, there was a feast mm-hmm. and so just throwing in yeah these high feasts on top of, they're used to gatherings yeah, every Friday. it's not
1: uncommon. It for, is, them, for us,
0: it's, a, yes. for us, Fridays are pizza night and a movie. Yes. So it's a little outside of the box to yes. invite people in and make a bigger deal. But so fun.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: I mean, <laughs> I love this stuff. Okay. So y'all, check all that out. We will put what info we can in the show notes.
1: Okay. Yeah
0: um and or just
1: your local library just just google leviticus (laughs) (laughs) nothing like a good read leviticus yes i do think it's funny that the lord has brought the most boring book to life for me that is funny oh look he said do all this it turns out turns out life goes better this
0: is already laid out for me (laughs) that's so good well thank you amber for coming on the show and sharing your passion i think that it's gonna catch Because whenever Amber loves it, we all love it. That (laughs) is true. That is true. Thank you. Love you, honor. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for trusting me with your time today and listening to this conversation with my good friend Amber. She is going to be with me and for so many of y'all at the Don't Mom Alone live event, which is coming up the end of September. We've sold out both Friday and Saturday nights, and it's going to be just such a good time. I'm really excited for it to come. It's So soon. Can't believe it. And we'll just be celebrating and remembering what God has done the last five years with the podcast and also launching the new brand, the DontMomAlone.com site and the new look. And so please be following along over at Instagram and on Facebook so that you can see what that new logo is going to look like. So you can find it on iTunes when we switch over because I'm excited. God has big work he is already doing, and we are going to be joining him in that work. And this is where he's pointing us to go. And I have such confirmation on that. I'm thrilled. But on the other side of it, before it launches, there's just a lot of work to be done. And not only that barriers sometimes, and I would just love to have your prayers. If you can't come to the event or you're just all over the world or you're with your babies and you want to come, but just it's not the right season for you, your prayers to me are so invaluable, you prayer to me is first line of defense. So if you would pray against the enemy and just any confusion he's trying to cause or technology glitches, I would really appreciate it. And at the Don't Mom Alone event, of course, we are recording those podcast episodes with Jim and Lynn Jackson, and we will release them to you, so you're not going to miss out. But uh, I just wanted, I just wanted to ask for those prayers. I was realizing, like, I can't launch a new site alone. I can't host a live event alone. There are so many beautiful people helping me in all these things and you are one of them. So thank you for walking alongside with me in this new venture. It is terrifying and risky and I know some of you are such loyal God Center Mom fans and I thank you for trusting me with this transition. And you know, even when it comes out, if you could share the new logo and everything and let people know that just helps me. It helps me so, so much. So thank you for that. And all right, y'all next week, Susie Larson is coming on the show. Amazing episode on soul healing. If you have a history of any kind of abuse or any kind of anxiety, um, you're struggling with a lot in your mind um, in your body, even chronic illness, We are covering all those things. And it is like all my favorite conversations happening in one conversation. So stay tuned for that next week. All right. Have an awesome day. Adios. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.